Section 5 of Bullfinch's The Legends of Charlemagne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jim Clevenger. The Age of Charlemagne by Thomas Bullfinch. Section 5 Adventures of Rolando and Orlando. We left Rinaldo when, having overcome the monster, he quitted the castle of Altarapa and pursued his way on foot. He soon met with a weeping damsel, who, being questioned as to the cause of her sorrow, told him she was in search of one to do battle to rescue her lover, who had been made prisoner by a vile enchantress, together with Orlando and many more. The damsel was Fordellus the lady-love of Florismart, and Rinaldo promised his assistance, trusting to accomplish the adventure either by valor or skill. Flordelis insisted upon Rinaldo's taking her horse, which he consented to do, on condition of her mounting behind him. As they rode on through a wood, they heard strange noises, and Rinaldo, reassuring the damsel, pressed forward towards the quarter from which they proceeded he soon perceived a giant standing under a vaulted cavern with a huge club in his hand and of an appearance to strike the boldest spirit with dread by the side of the cavern was chained a griffin which together with the giant was stationed there to guard a wonderful horse the same which was once Argalia's. This horse was a creature of enchantment, matchless in vigor, speed, and form, which disdained to share the diet of his fellow steeds, corn or grass, and fed only on air. His name was Rabicon, this marvelous horse. After his master Argalia had been slain by Ferrau, finding himself at liberty returned to his native cavern and was here stabled under the protection of the giant and the griffin as rinaldo approached the giant assailed him with his club rinaldo defended himself from the giant's blows and gave him one in return which if his skin had not been of the toughest would have finished the combat but the giant though wounded escaped and let loose the griffin this monstrous bird towered in air and thence pounced down upon rolando who watching his opportunity dealt her a desperate wound she had however strength for another flight and kept repeating her attacks which rinaldo parried as he could while the damsel stood trembling by witnessing the contest the battle continued rendered more terrible by the approach of night when rolando determined upon a desperate expedient to bring it to a conclusion he fell as if fainting from his wounds and on the close approach of the griffin dealt her a blow which sheared away one of her wings the beast though sinking gripped him fast with her talons 
digging through plate and mail but rolando plied his sword in utter desperation and at last accomplished her destruction rolando then entered the cavern and found there the wonderful horse all comparisoned he was coal black except for a star of white on his forehead and one white foot behind for speed he was unrivalled though in strength he yielded to bayard Rolando mounted upon Rabican and issued from the cavern. As he pursued his way, he met a fugitive from Agrican's army, who gave such an account of the prowess of a champion who fought on the side of Angelica, that Rinaldo was persuaded this must be Orlando, though at a loss to imagine how he could have been freed from captivity he determined to repair to the scene of the contest to satisfy his curiosity and flordelis hoping to find florismart with orlando consented to accompany him while these things were doing all was rout and dismay in the tartarian army from the death of agrican king galifron arriving at this juncture with an army for the relief of his capital albraca assaulted the enemy's camp and carried all before him ronaldo had now reached the scene of action and was looking on as an unconcerned spectator when he was espied by galifron the king instantly recognized the horse rabican which he had given to argalia when he set him forth on his ill-omened mission to paris possessed with the idea that the rider of the horse was the murder of argalia galifron rode at rinaldo and smote him with all his force rinaldo was not slow to avenge the blow and it would have gone hard with the king had not his followers instantly closed round him and separated the combatants rinaldo thus found himself almost without his own choice enlisted on the side of the enemies of angelica which gave him no concern so completely had his draught from the fountain of hate steeled his mind against her for several successive days the struggle continued without any important results rinaldo meeting the bravest knights of angelica's party and defeating them one after the other at length he encountered orlando and the two knights bitterly reproached one another for the cause that each adopted and engaged in a furious combat orlando was mounted upon bayard rinaldo's horse which agrican had by chance become possessed of and orlando had taken from him as the prize of victory bayard would not fight against his master and orlando was getting the worst of the encounter when suddenly rinaldo seeing astifol who for love of him had arrayed himself on his side hard beset by numbers left orlando to rush to the defence of his friend night prevented the combat from being renewed but a challenge was given and accepted for their next meeting but angelica sighing in her heart for rinaldo was not willing that he should be again exposed to so terrible a venture she begged a boon of orlando promising she would be his 
if he would do her bidding. On receiving his promise, she enjoined him to set out without delay to destroy the garden of the enchantress Valerina, in which many valiant knights had been entrapped and were imprisoned. Orlando departed on his horse, Brigliadoro, leaving Bayard in disgrace for his bad deportment the day before. Angelica, to conciliate Rolando, sent Bayard to him, but Rolando remained unmoved by this, as by all, her former acts of kindness. When Rolando learned Orlando's departure, he yielded to the entreaties of the lady of Florismart, and prepared to fulfill his promise, and rescue her lover from the power of the enchantress. Thus Rinaldo and Orlando were bound upon the same adventure, but unknown to one another. The castle of Falerina was protected by a river, which was crossed by a bridge, kept by a ruffian who challenged all comers to the combat. And such was his strength, that he had thus far prevailed in every encounter, as appeared by the arms of various knights, which he had taken from them, and piled up as a trophy on the shore. Ronaldo attacked him, but with as bad success as the rest, for the bridge-ward struck him so violent a blow with an iron mace that he fell to the ground. But when the villain approached to strip him of his armor, Ronaldo seized him, and the bridge-ward, being unable to free himself, leapt with Ronaldo into the lake, where they both disappeared. Orlando, meanwhile, in discharge of his promise to Angelica, pursued his way in quest of the same adventure. In passing through a wood, he saw a cavalier, armed at all points and mounted, keeping guard over a lady who was bound to a tree, weeping bitterly. Orlando hastened to her relief, but was exhorted by the knight not to interfere for she had deserved her fate by her wickedness, in proof of which he made certain charges against her. The lady denied them all, and Orlando believed her, defied the knight, overthrew him, and, releasing the lady, departed with her seated on his horse's crupp. While they rode, another damsel approached, on a white palfrey, who warned Orlando of impending danger, and informed him that he was near the garden of the enchantress. Orlando was delighted with the intelligence, and entreated her to inform him how he was to gain admittance. She replied that the garden could only be entered at sunrise, and gave him such instructions as would enable him to gain admittance. 
she gave him also a book in which was painted the garden and all that it contained together with the palace of the false enchantress where she had secluded herself for the purpose of executing a magic work in which she was engaged this was the manufacture of a sword capable of cutting even through enchanted substances the object of this labor the damsel told him was the destruction of a knight of the west by name orlando who she had read in the book of fate was coming to demolish her garden having thus instructed him the damsel departed orlando finding he must delay his enterprise till the next morning now lay down and was soon asleep seeing this the base woman whom he had rescued and who was intent on making her escape to rejoin her paramour mounted brigladoro and rode off carrying away durandana when orlando awoke his indignation as may be supposed was great on the discovery of the theft but like a good knight and true he was not to be diverted from his enterprise he tore off a huge branch of an elm to supply the place of his sword and as the sun rose took his way towards the gate of the garden where a dragon was on his watch this he slew by repeated blows and entered the garden the gate of which closed behind him barring retreat looking round him he saw a fair fountain which overflowed into a river and in the centre of the fountain a figure on whose forehead was written the stream which waters violet and rose from hence to the enchanted palace goes following the banks of this flowing stream and wrapped in the delights of the charming garden orlando arrived at the palace and entered it found the mistress clad in white with a crown of gold upon her head in the act of viewing herself in the surface of the magic sword orlando surprised her before she could escape deprived her of the weapon and holding her fast by her long hair which floated behind threatened her with immediate death if she did not yield up her prisoners and afford him the means of egress she however was firm of purpose making no reply and orlando unable to move her either by threats or entreaties was under the necessity of binding her to a beach and pursuing his quest as he best might he then bethought him of his book and consulting it found that there was an outlet to the south but that to reach it a lake was to be passed inhabited by a sirene whose song was so entrancing as to be quite irresistible to whoever heard it but his book instructed him how to protect himself against this danger according to its directions while pursuing his path 
he gathered abundance of flowers which sprung all around and filled his helmet and his ears with them then listened if he heard the birds sing finding that though he saw the gaping beak the swelling throat and ruffled plumes he could not catch a note he felt satisfied with his defence and advanced toward the lake it was small but deep and so clear and tranquil that the eye could penetrate to the bottom he had no sooner arrived upon the banks than the waters were seen to gurgle and the siren rising midway out of the pool sung so sweetly that birds and beasts came trooping to the waterside to listen of this orlando heard nothing but feigning to yield to the charm sank down upon the bank the siren issued from the water with the intent to accomplish his destruction orlando seized her by the hair and while she sang yet louder song being her only defence cut off her head then following the directions of the book he stained himself all over with her blood guarded by this talisman he met successfully all the monsters set for defence of the enchantress and her garden and at length found himself again at the spot where he had made captive the enchantress who still continued fastened to the beach but the scene was changed the garden had disappeared and valerina before so haughty now begged for mercy assuring him that many lives depended upon the preservation of hers orlando promised her life upon her pledging herself for the deliverance of her captives this however was no easy task they were not in her possession but in that of a much more powerful enchantress morgana the lady of the lake the very idea of opposing whom made falerina turn pale with fear representing to him the hazards of the enterprise she led him towards the dwelling of morgana to approach it he had to encounter the same uncourteous bridge ward who had already defeated and made captive so many knights and last of all rinaldo he was a churl of the most ferocious character named eridano morgana had provided him with impenetrable armor and endowed him in such a manner that his strength always increased in proportion to that of the adversary with whom he was matched no one had ever yet escaped from the contest since such was his power of endurance he could breathe freely under water hence having grappled with a knight and sunk with him to the bottom of the lake he returned bearing his enemy's arms in triumph to the surface while falerina was repeating her cautions and counsels orlando saw rinaldo's arms erected in form of a trophy 
among other spoils made by the villain and forgetting their late quarrel determined upon revenging his friend arriving at the pass the churl presumed to bar the way a desperate contest ensued during which falerina escaped the churl finding himself overmatched at a contest of arms resorted to his peculiar art grappled his antagonist and plunged with him into the lake when he reached the bottom orlando found himself in another world upon a dry meadow with the lake overhead through which shone the beams of our sun while the water stood on all sides like a crystal wall here the battle was renewed and orlando had in his magic sword an advantage which none had hitherto possessed it had been tempered by falerina so that no spells could avail against it thus armed and countervailing the strength of his adversary by his superior skill and activity it was not long before he laid him dead upon the field orlando then made all haste to return to the upper air and passing through the water which opened a way before him such was the power of the magic sword he soon regained the shore and found himself in a field as thickly covered with precious stones as the sky is with stars orlando crossed the field not tempted to delay his enterprise by gathering any of the brilliant gems spread all around him he next passed into a flowery meadow planted with trees covered with fruit and flowers and full of all imaginable delights in the middle of this meadow was a fountain and fast by it lay morgana asleep a lady of a lovely aspect dressed in white and vermilion garments her forehead well furnished with hair while she had scarcely any behind while orlando stood in silence contemplating her beauty he heard a voice exclaim seize the fairy by the forelock if thou hopest fair success but his attention was arrested by another object and he heeded not the warning he saw on a sudden an array of towers pinnacles and columns palaces with balconies and windows extended alleys with trees in short a scene of architectural magnificence surpassing all he had ever beheld while he stood gazing in silent astonishment the scene slowly melted away and disappeared when he had recovered from his amazement he looked again toward the fountain the fairy had awaked and risen and was dancing round its border with the lightness of a leaf timing her footsteps to this song who in this world would wealth and treasure share honor delight and state and what is best quick let him catch me by the lock of hair which flutters from my forehead and be blessed 
but let him not the proffered good forbear nor till he sees the fleeting blessing rest for present loss is sought in vain to-morrow and the deluded wretch is left in sorrow the fairy having sung thus bounded off and fled from the flowery meadow over a high and inaccessible mountain orlando pursued her through thorns and rocks while the sky gradually became overcast and at last he was assailed by tempest lightning and hail while he thus pursued a pale and meagre woman issued from a cave armed with a whip and treading close upon his steps scourged him with vigorous strokes her name was repentance and she told him it was her office to punish those who neglected to obey the voice of prudence and seize the fairy fortune when he might orlando furious at this chastisement turned upon his tormentor but might as well have stricken the wind finding it useless to resist he resumed his chase of the fairy gained upon her and made frequent snatches at her white and vermilion garments which still eluded his grasp at last on her turning her head for an instant he profited by the chance and seized her by the forelock in an instant the tempest ceased the sky became serene and repentance retreated to her cave orlando now demanded of morgana the keys of her prison and the fairy feigning a complacent aspect delivered up a key of silver bidding him to be cautious in the use of it since to break the lock would be to involve himself and all in inevitable destruction a caution which gave the count room for long meditation and led him to consider how few among the suitors who opportune the dame know how to turn the keys of fortune keeping the fairy still fast by the forelock orlando proceeded toward the prison turned the key without occasioning the mischiefs apprehended and delivered the prisoners among these were florismart rinaldo and many others of the bravest knights of france morgana had disappeared and the knights under the guidance of orlando retraced the path by which he had come they soon reached the field of treasure rinaldo finding himself amidst this mass of wealth remembered his needy garrison of montalban and could not resist the temptation of seizing part of the booty in particular a golden chain studded with diamonds was too much for his self-denial and he took it and was bearing it off notwithstanding the remonstrances of orlando when a violent wind caught him and whirled him back as he approached the gate this happened a second and a third time and rinaldo at length yielded to necessity rather than to the entreaties of his friends and cast away his prize 
they soon reached the bridge and passed over without hindrance to the other side where they found the trophy decorated with their arms here each knight resumed his own and all except the paladins and their friends separated as their inclinations or duty prompted dudon the dane one of the rescued knights informed the cousins that he had been made prisoner by morgana while in the discharge of an embassy to them from charlemagne who called upon them to return to the defence of christendom orlando was too much fascinated by angelica to obey this summons and followed by the faithful florismart who would not leave him returned towards albraca rinaldo dudon iroldo prasildo and the others took their way toward the west end of section five recording by jim clevenger little rock arkansas jim at j o c c l e v dot com